Hello and welcome to Because Nature Tells Me So. I'm Susan Charks. This podcast, which originates from scenic, historic, and still beautiful Bucks County, Pennsylvania, features my writings about nature. This week I'll be reading my latest Nature's Way column, Snow Fates. The printed version appeared in the March 22, 2007 issue of the Bucks County Herald. Yes, the newspapers were right. Snow was general all over Ireland. It was falling on every part of the dark central plain, on the treeless hills, falling softly upon the bog of Allen, and farther westward softly falling into the dark, mutinous Shannon waves. James Joyce, the Dead But of course snow doesn't fall generally. It falls particularly, one flake at a time, falling on every part of the rolling valley, over the tree-fringed rock ridges, falling softly on the Quakertown swamp, and farther westward, softly falling into the slow, impassive Perkyoman currents. And falling, snow falls snowflake by snowflake, not generally, but individually. Each flake has a unique shape, the result of the fact that, as the consummate snow expositor Corridon Bell wrote, ice crystallizing in the free atmosphere is a great improviser, the snowflake forms as it falls, or more precisely, forms by falling. Born as a droplet coalescing around a dust particle in a cloud, it takes its first shape, a hexagonal prism, as water vapor condenses on its surface. The prism's facets begin to sprout appendages as air currents juggle it from one temperature to another, now cold, now not so cold, now much colder. The temperatures and humidities that the growing crystal encounters in the cloud tumbler determine how water molecules get added to its structure, and so whether the snowflake eventually finds itself as a tree, a star, a plate, or a column. Each flake emerges from its formative cloud with a unique orientation to the ground. Each falls from a different point in the sky. Falling, each meets different atmospheric conditions. Each shape rides the air currents uniquely, traversing the sky for a unique time and across a unique distance. Each crystal has an individual presence that makes it more or less attractive to other flakes that may glom onto it, making a bigger, clumsier flake. The snowflake may fall through another warmer cloud, where more water vapor condenses and freezes onto the crystal like rime, weighting it down and making it fall faster. Falling, each snowflake follows a unique path reflecting its origin, the way it presents itself to the world, and the context that it lives through. So some flakes float some swirl, some plummet, some dance, some slide up and down the scales as light and fleet as a Lester Young sax solo. Landing, the snowflake may fall softly into a drift, to be pawed, pushed, and packed into a snow tunnel by a squirrel searching for a faintly remembered acorn. Or it may softly fall onto a horizontal tree branch, ready to shine with its fellows as a line of light glinting in the next day's bright clearing sun. It may be wafted by a microbreeze into the current of a stream to decorate the surface, sequin-like, before yielding its autonomy to the surrounding flow. Or it may be knocked sideways by the nearby passage of a larger flake into the path of a sleepy skunk just out for a breath of fresh air, where it settles onto the white stripe, unless the skunk is walking the tiniest bit faster, so it settles onto the black stripe. No two beginnings are the same, no two paths align. No two endings are alike. And so I wait, open-mouthed, as the snowflake descends, 
falling softly, softly falling. And that's this week's edition of Because Nature Tells Me So. Please visit my website, www.susancharks.com, for more information about me and my writings. Your comments are always welcome. Email susan at susancharks.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>